Welcome back to the Good News Show. It is the fourth Monday of the month, and that means that uh, we're always very blessed to hear from uh, the University of Dallas. Their president, Dr. Jonathan Sanford, joins us uh, either by phone, like today, or in studio, oftentimes is the case as well. And today he has a very, very special guest to introduce you to. Dr. Sanford, uh, welcome. Thanks for being here, and uh, why don't you take it away? Well, thanks so much, Dave. And um, indeed, I have a a truly special guest, our own auxiliary bishop, Bishop Gregory Kelly of the Diocese of Dallas. Thank you so much for joining us today, Bishop Kelly. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to be on the program today. Thanks, uh, Dr. Sanford. Well, you you have had a very long relationship with the University of Dallas. You are an alumnus. You you were a longtime uh, chaplain of the university and also a rector of the Church of the Incarnation, and you are currently a trustee of the University of Dallas. Did, did I overlook any other associations that you have with the university? No, I mean, I, got, I have two degrees in the University of Dallas, uh, an undergraduate degree in philosophy, and then the graduate program was there at the time I went through Holy Trinity Seminary, so I also have the Masters of Divinity from the University Wonderful. of Dallas as well. Yeah. Wonderful. Good. Well, um, could you tell us a little bit about what drew you to the University of Dallas um, and, and uh, from whence you, you uh, originally hail? Yeah, I grew up in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and I was a student at Colorado State University in Fort Collins, Colorado, kind of looking for a direction for my life. And I actually heard about uh, Holy Trinity Seminary. And I applied to the seminary and was accepted there and then got sent to the University of Dallas where I had had some cousins that had attended at that time. But, I mean, the University of Dallas was really a bonus. And, uh, you know, going from a public education to the education at the University of Dallas made me wish that I had gotten there two years before. Um, yeah. Because, uh, I mean, just the, uh, the, the core curriculum classes that I was able to take, the philosophy courses that I just found to be just so enlightening and you know just it's like a whole different way of thinking for me and then the theology program just built on that um you know no. the graduate program well that's wonderful you know what, one of the things that i would like us to focus on in our conversation today is the consecration of the university of dallas to our lady of guadalupe on may 6th we're going to have a formal consecration and you are going to join Bishop Burns. Um, we're going to have a Eucharistic procession around uh, most of the campus, and then a, a formal consecration of the university to Our Lady. And um, I, I want to talk about some elements of that work, because part of what we um, hope to uh, achieve, in addition to the most important thing, which is putting us into the arms of Our Lady, um, as a university, is that this this truly is a, a diocesan effort. Um, this University of Dallas is um, under the uh, the aegis of the diocese. Bishop Burns is the chancellor of our board, and uh, we want um, this to be a um, a moment that the whole diocese is able to celebrate. And and uh, you've been involved in the the, the formation particularly the faith formation of our students. You still are insofar as, as you're, I know, living at the, the Holy Trinity Seminary on campus where all of the men who are there are, are going through the education that we provide. But what do you consider the most important elements of uh, formation of 
students, not just seminarians, on uh, the campus of the University of Dallas. Yeah, I think one important element is really reflected in the name of the church, which in 1985, when it was dedicated, was dedicated as the Chapel of the Incarnation, now the Church of the Incarnation, but just the mystery of the Incarnation of the Divine Son of God becoming flesh, becoming human, and in, in some sense potentially sanctifying everything that goes into being uh, a human being, you know, body, mind, and spirit. And in seminary formation, they talk so often about you know, the need for just basic human formation for the young men, for spiritual formation, for intellectual formation, which the university excels in, uh, in particularly, and then also the pastoral formation, how to you know, relate to people in ministerial and personal situations. And I think in some ways, um, you know, the university in a broader sense with the, with the student body addresses those same things from, from the university standpoint of really you know, trying to develop the entire person, um, mm-hmm. not just the, the mind, but the heart, the soul, um, you know, to, to live in this world as citizens of this world, but also to know that we're citizens of, the, of, uh, of heaven and that that's mm-hmm. our destiny. And I think the mystery of the incarnation also, you know, associates us very closely with, uh, with Mary as the mother of God, as the one who said yes to that. And I think our consecration is, is the desire to make the, the same kind of wholehearted, full yes that she made, not just in the moment that Gabriel appeared to her, but in every moment of her life, which, you know, she was full of grace and is full of grace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we have the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe on campus, and um, it, it's an official pilgrimage site as, as a shrine, and um, oftentimes students can be seen uh, praying around that shrine. In fact, we, we have a uh, a rosary said every day of the work week at the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe. What, what, what is the difference between um, having a shrine on campus and consecrating the whole campus? Um, that's a good question. You know, cause I was thinking about the, the presence of an image of Our Lady of Guadalupe goes back to the middle 1980s. There is a, a beautiful hand-painted image of that in the, in the small chapel at the Church of the Incarnation, which was painted, I think, as a gift from, uh, from the parents of a student who, I think, died in a car, car, some kind of an accident back then. I don't remember the circumstances right offhand, but, but uh, you know, I think it's, again, saying it's not just a place on campus, but it's the whole campus. Yeah. And uh, and so I think also, you know, the patroness of the universe, of the um, of the diocese is, is Our Lady of Guadalupe. That's the name of our cathedral shrine. And, right. um, you know, we're getting ready with our synod process now, which is aimed at the 500th anniversary of uh, of her appearance at Tepeyac to Juan Diego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um our Lady of Guadalupe is is not just the patroness of our diocese, but also of the Americas. And um, as somebody coming from from Colorado, um, I don't know if, if you had much exposure to Our Lady of Guadalupe. My my original um, home state is Indiana, and um, uh, Our Lady of Lords prominent there, um, and and other images of Our Lady. And it's it's really been since my my time in Texas, the last seven years, that that um, I've, I've deepened um, my own devotion to Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, what, what do you see as uh, the particular features of Our Lady of Guadalupe um, as compared to 
other appearances of Our Lady that that are um, really important for us to draw attention to at this time in um, in Dallas in in America. Um, and what what does she represent? What what hope does she bring us? You know, first of all, I kind of had the same experience growing up in Colorado, and my parents are from the Midwest, uh, Iowa, and so our devotion, um, and that goes back several generations, my own family was very much to Our Lady Fatima, Our Lady of Lourdes, and I was not really that familiar with the image or the devotion of, of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and I think that it's particularly important now, first of all, just the beauty of the face which comes, I mean, which has a divine source. It's not done by a human hand. So, mm-hmm. I mean, the beauty of the face is um, is something which I think calls to mind that we have to respect the beauty of every human face. And also, mm-hmm. she, when she talks about, um, you know, that her her love and her desire to, for the, for all the people of this land at that time, there were no boundaries. And so it, it yeah. incorporates the entire you know, continent of the Americas and St. John Paul II wanted, you know, the time that um, they're doing these, the, um, the, um, the Synod on the Americas, it wasn't a synod, I can't think of the name, but he wanted mm-hmm. us to think of ourselves as one continent, one, you know, the, as the Americas and not as, you know, North America, South America, Central America, but to be, to think of ourselves as one people. And I mm-hmm. think she helps gather us as one people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She she does indeed, and and she also is is pregnant um, in in uh, the the image, right? And she she's she's bearing the fruit of our Lord, and there's so many so many miracles, of course, attached to um, um, the image itself. But uh, the the deepest miracle is is the conversion of of souls. So both the encouragement to to see um, the image. Of God in every human being, every human face, as as you just said, um, but also the, the the welcome embrace of um, uh, our our Lord through Mary, given to every every person, an invitation to to turn their their not just their face but their hearts and their minds to uh, a closer union with our Lord. Yes. Yes, and you know we, we we do so much planning, and and we have to we have to plan we have to try to say how do we best evangelize, and yet this this comes as a gift, you know out of you know, who knows the heart of God or the heart of Mary, for you know the people especially for the suffering people you know to, I think yeah. it really calls to mind that we have to to be attentive to the sufferings of the, you know, as, as Jesus himself tells us, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me food. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. And, you know, it speaks to the basic human suffering of, you know, the things that uh, every human being needs to, to uphold their dignity. Yeah. You know, when, when I think of the, the context of the university proper, right, the, the work that we're engaged in uh, principally is, is one of education and and are, are there are there ways in which thinking about Our Lady of Guadalupe and both the the universal um, um, effort that Our Lady of Guadalupe is engaged in uh, one of, of unification on the one hand, um, but also the the specificity of um, her her appearance, right, appearing as as 
um, one with with um, uh, Saint Juan Diego's people, and uh, so there's. It seems to me in her, the union of both universality and and uh, particularity, and and I wonder are are there ways that you think about the education that we provide at the University of Dallas as drawing on those two those two um, poles and their their unification. Um, you know, and holding those in in balance and in tension, and, and sometimes there's a tension between the two. But you know that the uh, and maybe the uh, the incarnation speaks to that is that you know that the uh, the creation of the human person in the image and likeness of God has something common and universal, and yet it's always very very specific to. I mean, none of us are just a case or an instance of, but we're all an individual with a unique, I mean, we're, we're all a universe unto ourselves you know, in terms of our experience and thought and the depths of our personalities and minds and hearts. And I think maybe to help put people in touch with that depth, but then to, be, to help students also recognize that in every other person, in every other culture, as strange or as unknown as it may be, has that same, that same depth. Now, I thought, you know, one, it'd be wonderful to celebrate um, the 500th anniversary of, um, of the appearance of Our Lady Guadalupe with a big procession with images of her appearance in every culture. Because you mm-hmm. could say she has, she has our face. She has our, she speaks our language. And, um, but if you, st- if you break that down, well, then that face is black, white, uh, and no different other colors. It's uh, the language of every culture in the world. And so it, it has that kind of specific, specific, specificity and depth yeah. and yet a universality as well. Right, right. No, that's, that, that's a great way to put it. And, you know, there's a, a certain humility that is required of our students as they put themselves, say, before a, a major text, an author of the tradition, a, a certain humility that, that um, requires them to dig in and to be deferential to the particular arguments um, put forward in the text, let's say, or the, the narrative, if, if it's a work of literature or or um, nature herself, if if it's in a, a science course, and and um, being able to recognize what's unique and distinctive about this contribution to the tradition, and then pulling back from that and making connections to other texts, other scientific experiments, great works of art and literature, um, it seems to be has an element of of that particularity on the one hand and and the uh, universality on the other. And, and there's a real hope that is cultivated through that process of learning, uh, the hope to uh, be able to appreciate all that is um, um, put before us throughout our lives. When I think of our graduates leaving the University of Dallas, you know, that's just looking at it from an intellectual engagement point of view, but, but uh, there are so many other elements to a complete formation of the person, and when you think about those those additional elements, say the the um, uh, cultivation not just of the intellectual virtues, of the moral virtues, and and a further deepening of those gifts that we call the theological virtues of faith, hope, and charity. You know, what, how 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 do we integrate those 
three classes of virtues. What 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 what's the unifying theme as as you understand it? I think your word uh, humility, first of all, is to be able to stand before the book and to receive it on its own terms. You know, to try to understand the genius of the author or the sculptor or the you know whatever the work is and to try to understand it on its own terms before stepping back to criticize it or to compare it or to do something else with it. Um, and I think to to recognize you know that, that these are all human works so they all have the you know the, some human genius and they probably reflect some human brokenness also because original sin affects everything. So um, right. I think to but to have the uh, and I think the willingness to kind of stick with it and persevere and and uh, you know be willing to to kind of go through the basic disciplines of of study and uh, reflection. That sometimes mm-hmm. you know we're looking for the quick fix or the quick answer as opposed to well I got I have to think this through for myself and I have to try to understand what they're saying and I have to be willing to say sometimes I'm wrong and. Uh, and also to try and find my own voice in the whole thing as well. Yeah, no, that's that that's um, exactly right. I think, and you know, when I when we think about our our lady and her her actual appearance, right? It, she she wasn't a ghost um, in, in her appearance to uh, say Juan Diego. Um, she was there herself, and the the anthropology that is at the root of a Catholic understanding of what it means to be a human person is that we are embodied beings. We're not we're not spirits um, that happen to be attached to bodies. God made us to be body soul composites together, functioning as one. And and I think the very physicality of say the shrine on our campus or uh, the physicality of of other images of Our Lady of Guadalupe are reminders of of the incarnation of our Lord, are reminders of the humanity of uh, Our Lady, um, and reminders of our own embodied existence. And it seems to me that that um, on the other side, when we think about challenges to a, a proper anthropology in our culture, um, at, at the root of that is a kind of what some philosophers call expressive individualism that that we're we're uh, possessed of a will and, and our job is is to live for ourselves and and exercise our will as we see fit and what you're describing when it comes to the integration of those virtues and the way in which we're able to take inspiration from Our Lady of Guadalupe is no to be a human being is to be embodied and and to welcome others whether it's in a classroom or um, um, those we serve through various ministries, um, those we interact with on a daily basis at our places of work or in our families, these are real human beings. They're not just wills within an individual who are uh, living a kind of uh, atomized existence, uh, but we're, we're actually, at, at the root of it, seeking to build up the body of Christ uh, through engaging with each other physically. Um, um, so I, I, I don't know if, 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 um, um, that's too much of a stretch, but I, I, I see Our Lady of Guadalupe as, as inviting us to recover a, uh, a true anthropology. 
Right. I think so. And, and, and she, uh, you know, where she shares fully body and soul in the resurrection, she can embody that in a way that, uh, you know, through history has shown forth um, as a beacon of hope for countless people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think no, you know, also to have a physical place to go um, on campus, you know, that's beautiful, that's, uh, you know, it promotes gathering, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's very public, but it's also a little bit apart. So you mm-hmm. have a little bit of kind of privacy to go and pray and, and of course, leave flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You know, as, as uh, uh, putting, putting your, maybe it's always on, your, your, uh, uh, auxiliary bishop hat um, um, in thinking about the Diocese of Dallas. How, how do you see this this devotion to Our Lady um, on campus in 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 the diocese and beyond um, pr- promoting greater collaboration between the, the university and the diocese? I think this event here, you know, promotes that uh, collaboration. You know, it's something that we're doing together as, uh, and you know, the Bishop Burns as the Bishop of the Diocese and the Chancellor of the University, you know, connects that in his person. And I think that, uh, you know, how again do we, you know, as a as a local church, with this makeup, with this history, how do we best um, respond to the current time? And, and you know, the, the, the gospel has to be, enculturated and preached to the people of this time and this place with this language, with these needs, and not just some abstract, um, you know, proclamation of the gospel. It has to be, you know, so it takes a lot of listening and it takes a lot of dialogue and trying to understand, you know, and the Synod, the Bishop Burns called uh, for uh, last year, really is an effort to reflect on that question in a thorough, long-term way. How do we you know, following this pandemic, but also in this culture, how do we best uh, preach the gospel and draw people to to the love of Christ? And and Mary has been a beacon of that, and in particular, Lady Guadalupe for the for the the, the people of the Mexico, Mexican American, but for the, for the whole for the whole uh, uh, all of the Americas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it it has been a uh, a great blessing to have you on the show. Bishop Kelly. Thank, thank you, Doc. Thank you, Dr. Sanders. I've enjoyed the conversation. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful for your work on behalf of the diocese and, and on behalf of the university, and we're truly blessed to have you as, as one of our shepherds. So thank you. And the same for you as president of the University of uh, Dallas. I'm very grateful for your, the, your work there and your stewardship of that important position. So thank you for your dedication to that. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. Okay. okay. Well, back to you, Dave. God bless.